Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wandering Whitley session. Happy Sunday, or at least it's Sunday when I'm recording this, so I don't know when you'll be watching or listening. But what's up? Um, I just got finished watching this really dope documentary um, on Netflix, and it just really reminded me that... uh, You don't always have to be in the forefront to make an impact. And that may not resonate with a lot of people because, you know, if your goal is to be, you know, super known to the masses, um, which nothing is wrong with that. Like there are people who always envision themselves being superstars and having their name and lights And there's nothing wrong with that dream or that goal. There are people who want to be known maybe in their community or among their state or among the nation. There are people who want to be known internationally and make it their intent to do that. Or, you know, their talent or whatever they produce in the world puts them on that pedestal. But it always surprises me when I come across these people who are hidden figures in a lot of people that we know, you know, who are these major celebrities or these notable names and all of them know this person, you know, uh, in, in huge and big places from the president to the celebrity to the people in the community, but to like people who are not in, in certain groups, we don't know them. Um, but how they still have a huge impact and they they still have this uh, this reputation among a wide net of people to to be this person who's honorable to be this person that is an honorable mention to be this person who is not just great at what they do but they're a great person and they've established relationships I think to me that's super duper fascinating um when I around the time when I first got like my professional cameras and I started doing things on there um a friend of mine who he seen me when I was just using my iPhone and he was like when did you you know, get into, you know, wanting to be on the camera so much. He was like, you know, I just picture you always being somebody who want to be in front of the camera because he's, you know, he's known me to be a dancer for forever, (laughs) you know, since I met him. And I was like, I don't know. I think I've always loved music videos. Then when I got a phone that could do some stuff, you know, I just started you know, kind of making my own. But now that I have a camera, I just feel like I'm exploring more. And he was like, that's interesting. And he said it again. I just see, I just see you as somebody who enjoys being in front of the camera. And there's an aspect like right now I'm sitting in front of a camera right now. I'm, you know, doing this podcast, but, um, it's a part of it that I love to do. I was about to say it's out of necessity, but nobody's making me do this, but it's a necessity part of it because I want to get the message out there, but not so much uh, because I need to or I have to be in front of the scenes. And it took me a while to accept this about myself. So seeing this documentary, I was like, dang, that's more of my 
personality, which I feel like pe- some people who 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 see me don't believe that I am an introvert, extrovert. They'll probably think she's just an extrovert. Or if she says she's an introvert, she's an extrovert, introvert. But people who like are very, very close to me. Like I remember one of my homegirls, somebody had came up to her and was like, Willie, you got a lot of friends. You got a lot of people in your social circle. And when they walked off, she was like, she don't like them. And she called them bees. And I was like, you funny. But she said it to them. And I was like, oh, my God, she's embarrassing me. <laughs> but it was true in a sense, not not to the extent she was playing when she used that word. But like she know she know me like I can be I can be social. I can be very social, but I fill up by myself. Like I fill up being alone. I fill up like even if I'm with my close friends or people who are closer to me and it took me a long time to realize that about myself and I really didn't realize that until the past year and a half like you know what I really like being alone (laughs) I really like filling up by myself or like when I'm doing certain projects for a while when I you know understood that I like choreographing and like being behind the camera and directing and coming up with the storyline more than I actually like performing even though I love performing like I there's still a huge element of me that loves like getting out there and performing if I'm asked to come perform somewhere if I'm asked to do something and you know pull out my dancing shoes I'll still do that like (laughs) I'll still I'm I'm always ready to do that but um like when I was asked out like I told y'all about the uh, the black history month thing I wanted to go do at a high school uh she asked me to come perform and I was like okay okay cool and that's what I did but I ended up turning into a class and to me I had to be okay with even like the transition of like I'm not it it doesn't like I have a different infinity towards how and when I like to perform and then the desire I have for like being behind the scenes in those projects like being the one but actually behind the camera directing or editing or being the one who chooses the people who are going to make this project come to life like hey can you choreograph this we're gonna use this song I need you to find these type of dancers this the look and feel and vibe we going for let's look for these locations like I like that aspect of of help be in the hands to create um what everybody else is privy to then watching Um, Like it felt good to do my Black History Month project, you know, and to put all of these different performers on the pedestal and their work and what they're doing. Um, But to know for myself, oh, I was behind the scenes and doing that. I I worked the camera. I did the, the color grade and I did the editing like that felt good for me to know, even if nobody else did it, (laughs) you know, even if nobody else knew, um, and I'm saying this not to just talk about myself, but I'm I'm saying I'm bringing it up in this way to also encourage you, like, 
I posted a post, I think it was yesterday. Um, don't be afraid to give in to your new desires. And I told y'all before that the things that I put on my feminine arts page, usually I, I plan all of those on Sunday. So like, it's not based on how I'm feeling that day. Like, oh, I'm thinking it is. It's like I plan all of those on a Sunday and then just kind of roll them out from Sunday to Sunday. Um, like I'm not planning them for day to day. But yesterday, <laughs> you know, ironically, it was a post of how I was feeling like, you know, what we liked yesterday and what we were drawn to yesterday. And I don't mean in a literal sense like yesterday. I just mean in the past, in the past season in that past season can be a week ago, it can be a year ago, it can be a month ago. Um, we don't have to tie ourselves to who we were then because if we're intent on growing and we're continuing to expose ourselves to new things, people, places, and things, which is also a post earlier this week, then naturally our tastes are going to change. Naturally, what we deem is important is going to change. Naturally, um, our interest in the way that we may want to show up in what we love change. Like to me, <clears throat> I felt like because, you know, when you go to school for like dance or the arts or whatever, and they're always driving this message almost that, you know, your path needs to be performance you know, in order to call yourself a dancer. They may not say that explicitly, but that's what the environment prom promotes. And anything outside of that, you know, you're pretty much a failure. Like, I'll never forget when I came back from grad school, I was already working at the university I was working with, and I was working alongside of the professors who were over me once I graduated. So, you know, my professors had now become my colleagues. And I was also, at that time, subbing heavily in the school district, I wasn't working full time yet. And I remember two of my professors was like, why you want to be in schools? Like, like it was like a, like it was crazy. It was almost like it was, it was not a, I almost feel like high fashion. It wasn't a cool thing to do to go teach dance in schools. Cause I told them I'm subbing a whole lot of dance, you know, um, and they was kind of looking at me like, and you're happy about that? <laughs> It's funny when I think about it now because it's kind of like, you know, people who don't understand your path or who see an industry that you may be in one way, you got to be careful to not let them in their image and their perception and the path that they walk taint what you're being led to do, especially like if you look up to them in a way, in a sense that they may be an authority for where you went to school or, or where you work or what you want to do, or they, you know, or you may look up to them in a sense that they were your teacher or they had a, you know, notable place you want to work at, or they've been in a position or in the industry that you like, you have to make sure that, you know, we don't hold these people to like, a God-like standard that their perspective is the end-all be-all because if we do sometimes we can allow that to taint our minds and take us off the path that we may be led to do like for me had I taken their comments and this is even you know even before I had went to grad school because one of those same professors didn't want to write 
my recommendation letter for the grad school I went to because she basically told me, I feel like you need more life experience. Like, I don't think you're ready for that program. And I got in, you know, so, you know, had I let her opinions and she did that out of her own, like, you know, I don't hold no shade to her because she did that from her own perspective. She was from another generation. She, you know, she, she had her view, her image, and she had the right to feel that way. But what I'm saying is had I believed what she thought about what I should be doing, when I should be doing it, the path that I should be taking, I wouldn't have accomplished the things that I've accomplished in the time that I've accomplished them. And anytime I have a strong feeling and I'm led somewhere, I usually follow that, even if it don't make any sense to me. Like, I never planned on really going to grad school, but I really didn't know what I wanted to do yet. I didn't feel um, ready to go teach. I didn't really feel prepared for that because my undergrad program, we focused a lot on performance and we focused on postmodern dance. And I knew I didn't want to join no company for that. So you know, I, I just didn't know what I got to do. And I was like, I, I know school well. And I was like, I would love to move to New York <laughs> if I am going to go dance some more, you know. And so I found this program and, you know, it's it's been up from there. But I'm saying all that to say, like, along the way, I had people who, you know, were authorities in the spaces that they were in that I could have easily took in their word and advice and really could have, like, dang, am I doing the right thing? And sometimes I did question it. It didn't take me off my path enough, but I sometimes I did question like, like I remember being in grad school and like being in the faculty dance concerts there and the faculty making me leads in a piece. And I'm just looking around feeling still inadequate thinking there are better dancers who can play this lead part but they saw something in me and I just remember having this epiphany that I still don't know all of what I want to do but I'm here for a reason and there's no reason for me to keep questioning you know the role that I'm playing and I remember it was my mentor Kim Elliott who told me hey you're supposed to be teaching for some reason you know, I just feel led to say this. It may You may think that teaching is not enough or that dance, your path in dance is not enough. But look what I'm doing. I'm happy with what I'm doing. And at the time she was like she was teaching at three different universities. She was being asked to choreograph everywhere. I was dancing for her and her personal company. She taught full time at a high school. And this was not a performing arts high school, but she made it look like it. And she said. You can't let people talk you into a career path of a dancer that's not really what you're committed to doing. She said a dance career can look very different to each individual. She said, I feel like I'm still a dancer and I'm doing what I love. No, I'm not dancing behind an artist. You know, no, I'm not on Broadway, but I'm fulfilled in what I'm doing. And that's what you got to make sure you follow. And... It's crazy because deep down I knew that like that's something that it wasn't a foreign concept, but to hear her say it and it was unsolicited, but she just knew to say it to me. And I think I've shared this before, but clearly there are words that really stuck to me. So seeing this documentary, I'm reminded of that. 
And I started this conversation by talking about you don't always have to be in the forefront. Well, that was, you know, I'm in performance. I'm a dancer. You know, that's how people have a lot of people have come to know me or to identify me as. And for the longest, it took me a long time to feel like a dancer. But then when I started going more on the educational side of dance, I still struggle with that identity piece. Is this going to be enough? Can I still really call myself a dancer? But then I have my acronym of dance. Do your best. Ask questions. Never give up. Celebrate yourself. Embrace mistakes. And to me, that's what dance is. Like, yes, I love to move. Yes, I love you know, learning choreography, but to me, dance is how we move through life. You know, you gotta at all times keep moving. If we learn to dance in life, like to always do our best, to ask those necessary questions of ourselves, to pivot instead of giving up, to celebrate you know, those small things or to celebrate even not giving up and then embrace our mistakes along the way and then just keep that cycle going, I think we'll have in the end the life that we we really want and that we enjoy and we don't know what that's going to look like. And when I think about the documentary I just saw about, you know, just not having to be in the forefront, but making such an impact. I took that theme to me because somebody else may watch it and may not get that. But to me, that's what I got from that. Because again, with what I do, you know, here's my friend telling me, you know, I'll think you'll be someone who wants to be in front of the scenes. And I don't, I don't mind being behind the scenes. I, I like what I'm able to create, what I'm not the one who has to be on in this way. And I enjoy this, but I'm accepting that I have more to offer in other spaces of the industry I've chosen. And I'm learning to rock with that. (laughs) I'm learning to rock with that and just kind of embrace and explore all my other skills and talents and abilities and my interests that are really drawn to me right now. And the reason I'm sharing this is because, again, there might be something that you're into. And if you want to be the performer center stage, and I'm not just talking about if you're an actual performer, like a dancer, musician, you can be watching this and you're an engineer, you work on Wall Street, or you're a teacher, or you're you know, you work in a lab somewhere, whatever it is that you do, you may want to be the best in that. You want to be the best mom or, or dad or whatever. You can apply this to, to how you see fit. But the point is that you don't have to be afraid to evolve, to let your interest drop, pull you somewhere that may not be the ideal manifestation that everybody else has in mind or that your industry expects of you or the people around you expect of you or that you even expect it from yourself. But if you're being drawn to something else, give into that. It may lead you to the next best thing or it may lead you back like, oh, I tried that. I don't really like it. 
but don't feel as though you're a failure that you're not going to be as impactful if you go off path a little bit because you going off path could be putting you further on your path and I like to think of it in that way because you couldn't have told me I'll be doing the things that I'm doing now professionally. You couldn't have told me the conference I'm about to go to now, I've been asked to teach two two different classes that I propose, both of them that I propose. You know, every conference that I'm going to, I'm being asked to present, to do a class, which is making me meet people to tell me to go to another conference and, and apply to propose. And the application at this point already this early is becoming more of a formality than an actual like, oh, we need to vet to see if you're going to be good. And I take that as a blessing because, again, it took me a long time to see that mm, I love dance education. Like I enjoy teaching. I enjoy teaching, you know, in any capacity, you know, and getting better at my skills and, and what I have to offer and understanding that my voice is necessary. And it's so interesting. And it's a little off topic, but it's kind of on topic. I'll bring it back around. Today, I posted a video on my Instagram of me singing and only the people closest to me know, like, I got a little voice on me, like I can hold a tune when I want to. And it was such a vulnerable moment. Like I just recorded it and I was about to go on a Zoom for one of my uh, classes for a certification I'm working on. And I just posted it. I was like, if I go back and watch it later, I'm not going <laughs> to post it. And I put it in the caption. I said, you know, only my close friends know I can hold a tune. I said, only my family knows that singing was my first passion before dance. Like I, I used to sing all the time. My cousins used to ask me, you don't want to be a singer when you grow up like it's crazy when I think about because very few people know I can sing and part of that even when I was younger and my mom would have try to have me sing for like my extended family I would not do it I would not do it and it's just such a testament I put on the post I was always scared to own my voice and I think I said when I first started this podcast, I, I said the same thing, like podcast, like I don't want to talk. I just want to write. <laughs> and it's this theme about all like me feeling more comfortable behind the scenes, you know, and then I had those glimpses where, you know, I have to be in the forefront just to to get something done. But I, I find a comfort zone behind, you know, not not having to be in the forefront, not having to be center stage. And I don't know, sharing my singing today kind of just like opened up this. I don't even know how to explain it. I guess I'll explain it more when I, you know, settle in with it. But it's it's just a feeling even as I think about it now, that's just like freeing freeing like I'm a, I'm allowing someone to see a part of me that I've hidden for a very long time that I actually think is very beautiful like it's just something that I really really enjoy and I think it's a it's a gift of mine that I I think I've hidden and I I don't want to hide no more you know I'm not in a place where I, I want to hide I want to make sure that I'm 
maximizing in whatever that looks like. And it's it's scary. It's a vulnerable place. Uh, yeah, but I'm just I'm just willing and I'm ready to give in to those things because. I don't know. I feel like life is life is precious. Life is. It's like we don't know, you know, it's it's. It's it's precious is it can be short and long at the same time, but we don't know how long I don't know how long. And I just want to make sure that. All of my gifts I allow to express because I feel like it's another expression of who I am. And I'm not keeping myself, trying to keep myself safe by playing it safe (laughs) and doing what's comfortable. Um, But also not being afraid to expand and explore and trust that I'm going to be led to what my true purpose is and I'll wrap this up because you probably like what does this have to do with the documentary you saying you behind the scenes if you expanding well one of the things that was so cool about the guy that this uh documentary was about is early on in the documentary a lot of people and even he said I never would have thought I would have been doing what I'm doing and one of the people who got him into the industry that he was in he was in the music industry He was like, he got into a whole career that he didn't seek out to do, you know, and he just kind of gave into it. He just, you know, kept giving into it and then kept trying to find his way in that and has become someone just a lot of people have a lot of respect for. And I just think that's so dope when it happens like that, like we can have these big plans about what we want to do, who we want to be, how we want it to show up. And I'm just at a point of life where it's like, dang, God, you giving me all these interests. You you giving me dance. You giving me the love for videos and stories and working the camera. You giving me this interest in, uh, like you giving me a gift of singing and, you know, all these different things. So how can they be of service to whatever it is I'm supposed to do and not? And then you give me this gift of teaching, which I never really saw myself teaching. (laughs) Like You can ask any of my friends. I did not want to teach full time. I tell y'all that all the time. But, you know, I have this infinity for that. That does come natural, very natural, because teaching is a skill that a lot of people like really had to study and learn. I still study it, but. It's something that comes super duper natural, um, no matter what I'm teaching, no matter what I'm teaching. So um, it's like I'm interested, like, what is this about? And it's and I'm in this space now where I'm just relinquishing having less answers and I'm starting to ask more questions and exploring and expressing and seeing where that leads So that's all I have for y'all tonight. Tonight's Sunday service seems like it was a random chat. I don't know what I'll name this, but um, I think it'll be episode 71 if you're listening on Spotify or Anchor. 
and then it doesn't have a number over here on YouTube. But I will catch y'all on the next one.